Are you enjoying shipping mayhem? Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. We're here to save you money, to increase your sales, and to have fun. Uh, the lines are open for your calls and texts. Yes. 1 833 eBay 723. That's 1 833 322 9723. This is fake announcer guy saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the Selling on eBay radio show, making eBay fun and profitable for you. Coming up uh, in today's program, we have, well, I think it's a stealth announcement by eBay, a new policy. We'll talk about that. And loads of shipping changes happening now. Fun, fun, fun. Everybody's favorite topic and um, yes, uh, stick around if you want to hear about uh, the Orlando meetup group having a drink on Tuesday night. That's the 11th of uh, July at uh, Firebirds Happy Hour Get Together. See you there. More details coming up later on. Yes. And Wednesday, the 12th in Salt Lake City, eBay is having an in-person event at their offices there. Very good. And that will be a not so happy hour, I suspect, in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Tell very much they're going to be uh, offering any kind of adult beverages. Uh, oh, let's move they on. Said food and drinks. Did yeah, they just mean well, regular I think soda? Salt Lake City, you're unlikely to get an adult beverage, but you never know. All right, <laughs> so go let's, uh, let's start on with the, uh, the eBay news this week. Sherry, what's our first item? Well, in the summer seller update, there's not many changes apart from. They have better chargeback handling and reporting messages. That's about the only stuff I think of interest. That's about it. Wasn't much going on. Uh, also, uh, beginning of the month, 1st of July, that was the uh, uh, migration date for U.S. sellers to move to the uh, new eBay International Shipping Service. So maybe that's uh, affected you. You've been uh, opted into that. And for those of us that opted out, uh, which includes me, uh, that means no and longer five other people. Go probably, ahead. probably the luddites that uh, don't want to get sucked into something too soon. Uh, for those of us that are opting out, then uh, sadly, no more access to eBay, Standard International, or GSP. Those have been uh, butchered uh, from our um, shipping policies, and uh, we'll talk about that in due course. Oh, and the new USPS rates as of July 9th are in effect. There's some real small increases, really, and not even in the priority section. Am I, are we talking about that later? Or, um, or am I saying it now? Yeah. Well, you can do the pricing now. We'll talk a bit more about the, uh, the sort of uh, changes to the service names and stuff a bit later on. Okay. Well, these increases are more with media mail mm-hmm. and uh, express mail. No, no, no. Or yes, maybe. I don't remember. Priority is not affected. I have it right here. Uh, but media mail is affected. Mm-hmm. And they're also you know, they're saying that they're increasing rates about three point something percent to be in line with inflation. All right. So we've got some rate changes happening uh, as of Sunday, this Sunday. And also happening on Sunday um, was the uh, changes to the parcel services uh, with the USPS Ground Advantage uh, being launched. Now, that's an amalgam, I guess, of first-class mail, parcel select, and retail ground. So those are all products that go via their truck network. 
Uh, seems like USPS is trying to bring them all together and pe- compete more aggressively for people that aren't in a hurry and therefore don't need to use air transport and leverage their substantial truck network, which I assume they've already got capacity to handle all this. Uh, when they write it up, they say they're folding in parcel select and retail ground into the first class mail, although logically it kind of seems like first class mail and retail ground are being folded into parcel select. But whichever way you cut it, uh, they're, they're creating uh, one new service. And uh, so anyway, that's that's a, a change. And uh, I, I think they're trying to compete more aggressively in this segment because if you look at the changes, they're adding, for example, included $100 insurance, which is a new thing for the parcel service, I think. That only was on priority yeah, mail that's before. New. That's Although right. it'll probably cost you $200 in your time to claim the $100 if ever you have a problem. But uh, in theory, that's good news. And also, I think now you can also qualify for a free pickup if you go online and say, I've got a ground advantage parcel sitting by my doorstep. You can request that online. Whereas I think, again, that was something that was kind of reserved for priority mail and express mail before. Oh, I didn't notice because I always had priority and first class going out. So the first class class got picked up along with the priority. All right. But that's good to know. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about what this means in terms of your eBay listings in just a moment. The other thing I was curious about was with the parcel select service, if you want to hunt around, uh, you can find a way of getting those labels with the cubic pricing discount. That's smaller packages, so you basically get a break if the, if the packages are smaller than average. And I was probing around the uh, the online price schedules, and that does seem to be carried forward. So uh, it's kind of a best of many worlds there. I don't think it's a significant price increase, if at all, in terms of compared to what we were paying before for first-class mail. So it seems like potentially a worthwhile thing once you get past all the changes that it means on eBay. And again, we'll, we'll come to that. Yeah, and then uh, the other news is mm. that Amazon Prime Day ah. is tomorrow. Oh, right. I always wonder if that improves sales or makes it worse. And um, here's my humble opinion. Go ahead. Is that, well, something's slowing down my sales this weekend. Ah. For sure. And I think that just also from hearing my sister-in-law talk about everything we talk about wanting to buy, She's like, oh, well, let's check that on Amazon Prime tomorrow or Amazon tomorrow because it's Amazon Prime Day. So I'm thinking that it probably slows down sales for certain items right now. But as of tomorrow, when people go on there and see that it's not on sale, then they'll go ahead and just buy it with us. So maybe tomorrow it will increase sales a little bit because it'll get people buying it online rather than in stores. That's my I think analysis. it's become, I mean, the first time I did that, I think it passed me by. I didn't know it was going on. And I think now it's become almost like a, you know, summertime Black Friday kind of thing. Everybody now oh, yeah, knows to look out for stuff and, and go through the things they were going to buy and maybe see if it's time to get one on Amazon Prime Day. So it, it'll be a big online shopping day, whether that has spillover to the likes of us or not, who knows? Uh, we will, maybe there'll be, I think in the past, eBay's kind of run spoilers, haven't they, for this sort of thing? Uh, I mean, it was a silly... I didn't really approve of the lady that ran all that stuff, but but 
they used to try and run things where they'd knock Amazon if they had like a technical glitch on Prime Day or something. They'd run yeah. knocking copy on that, and then they'd fall over the next week. And I thought, well, what's the point of doing <laughs> that? You know. So uh, anyway, so yeah, interesting. It, it'll be a lot of uh, articles and coverage and people at their computers. So you never know; it, it might well work out for us. Okay, uh, other stuff going on. Moving on to things that have happened since we spoke last, and and you know, Sherry, I finally. Finally got one I has been asking for from eBay for about yes, 15 I, years. I think they're listening, taking your advice. I, I'm sure they tune in every time. And this is <laughs> my general gripe um, about someone who tries to specialize in something within and develop enough skills in one particular or a couple of different niches that I can refurbish things and make them better than when they come into me. Name and, you. And the problem I've always had is that there's always guys that, that sell stuff out of dumpsters, and that, that's a perfectly good way of making a living. But the problem was, you know, they could just wipe it down with a damp rag, stick it in front of a camera, and bingo, they're now selling refurbished items. There was no definition of what refurbished is. There was no definition of who could do refurbished or what kind of deal the customer would get. And it just totally degraded the whole process for all of us, and everybody lost out, I think. Um, so what eBay's been doing, and they, I guess this started with things like cell phones, which is a huge category, is they're starting now to sort of regulate the whole who can be a refurbisher and what does refurbishment mean. Um, I, I got involved in some chats with them a couple of years back because they were doing looking for sellers to be part of a panel to kind of to kick around the ideas and how would we react if they made grading work this way or that way or whatever it was. I, I can't remember all the details, but it was clearly geared around cell phones because it was a lot about scratches on screens and things, which doesn't really apply to a computer servers, but it's still in the paperwork. So I guess that's kind of where they were going with this. So after much, much mucking about, um, I, I am officially an eBay refurbisher. In, in I can do computer servers and I can do musical instruments, which means professional audio, basically. Um, and only people that have been approved can issue listings where it says refurbished. And I can specify whether it's good, very good, or excellent from memory, I think. And there are various rules as to what qualifies as good or not so good or excellent. And there's various things you have to follow. Now, obviously, not only the, the good part here is not just that other people can't just claim stuff as refurbished without doing any work. Um, in return for jumping through all these various hoops, I mean, for example, I think everything has to go out in a new box. You can't reuse a cardboard box if it's under eBay refurbished. There's a lot of things that kind of throw a wrench into the works a little bit. But anyway, if you better jump through all those hoops, um, eBay, on their dime, will offer the buyer a one-year guarantee. That's amazing. Um, no, and it's through a third party, so you haven't got to deal with eBay customer service. And so it's to be a one honest, year warranty? it's a one year warranty. So I do the wow. first 30 days warranty on my dime, which I was doing anyway. And in return for being part of the program and playing by the rules and following absolutely every tiny condition, and there's plenty of them, um, they kick in a one year warranty for the buyer through Square Trade, whatever it is, their, their, their warranty partner. Wow. And when the buyer buys, they get an email saying, voila, here's your certificate of warranty coverage. <clears throat> and they can go and take that up with the, the warranty provider if there's an issue. And I'm sure the warranty provider has no clue about any of these items in great detail. So if there was a problem, right. they'd probably just cut them a check for the price of a replacement from somebody else and we'd all move on. 
So I've sold one item under this scheme so far. Oh. Um, I've only been going a couple of days. Um, so we'll see how this goes. But I'm pleasantly surprised that we've got this far. Um, I think it's a good thing in principle. I think it's it's great because it's about eBay trying to sell on value, not on price. And who knows? It could could be the next big thing. I think that's real legit. Having a buying something that's electronic with a warranty that's officially refurbished. That that's and I think definitely... it addresses the real problem that I've been having is that I don't mind selling stuff that's one, two, three thousand dollars. But the problem is that after you sort of get into the sort of the four-figure level, the buyer thinks, well, if it, if it lasts six weeks and then blows up, what am I going to do? I mean, if I'm around, I'll obviously try and help. But, you know, they can spot that I'm just one guy working out of his basement. And I mean, it's not as – and as a corporation, some of this stuff's quite important to what they do. And I right. think there's always that nervousness factor. Yeah, I know it's going to arrive and it's going to work. And I'm happy about that. But if it happens, something goes wrong six months down the road – Am I high and dry? And, you know, I, I might be on vacation. I, I mean, you know, I'm just one guy. Um, would I turn something around the next day? No, I, I couldn't. And that's So I, I think the fact that you've got a reputable company providing a third-party warranty does add a little bit of extra financial peace of mind, if you like, that that investment's not potentially at risk after the initial seller warranty runs out. For sure. I always like getting my laptops at Costco because <laughs> they give you – a year extended warranty beyond the manufacturer's warranty. But I mean, that's buying new. So I think this is definitely a, a good way to be in that market and give people confidence. So that kind of I will report back as this uh, project progresses. I've asked them for <laughs> actually all the details of the stuff I, I'm signed up to do because I've only sent me, been sent me a very sketchy document that says exactly what all the rules are. And I'm sure there's more rules than on that document. I remember signing some stuff way back. But I, ah. know, and I have no knowledge of what I've signed. So um, we'll, we'll try and find out more. But I think it's uh, something worth pursuing. So that's an interesting development. Now, this struck me as the trigger for something I've never done. And that might be to send out a newsletter. Oh, I must have eBay. hundreds of people on my store that in theory are followers. And at least they're not five or ten years. I don't think I've sent out anything to any of those people because, it's, I don't know, just never felt like it. Uh -huh. But this would be interesting to say, yeah. hey, you know, if you've been thinking about buying something and you've been on the fence, by the way, I've been busy doing this other stuff and now you get a year's warranty, which you never got before. Yes. The problem I'm running into, and this is a this question for you because I can't figure this out, I would like to put a link – in this email that says, for a given seller, these are the items that that seller is selling as eBay refurbished. Obviously, in my case, that'd be my store. I cannot find a way on the eBay platform of getting a page full of eBay refurbished items under a seller ID. Unless you tell me if this would work. I mean, if you create a category in your store called seller refurbish and everything you have that's refurbished put in that category that's a possibility go yeah that will be that category will be its own page that's an interesting idea okay. um because if you just use the standard search type 
qualifiers. You can search on new and used, but I didn't see a way of expanding used into eBay refurbished or otherwise. So maybe oh, okay. I'm missing something. So, so I'm going to throw that out there. If you have wisdom on this, and and I, I've poked around a fair bit, I can't figure this out. So you would be you would have bragging rights for a couple of weeks on this if you came up with this one. So how do I get a link to the stuff that I sell that is just the stuff that's eBay refurbished? Doesn't seem possible, but I'm sure you can construct a URL that maybe has that in there because that's typically how the search system works. The, 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 the interface creates a URL and it goes off and comes back with stuff. Maybe there's a way of doing that manually that bypasses just the options on the screen. Maybe you've figured that out. If you can get in touch... I would be eternally grateful if you got the answer to that. Uh, you can do that through the website. That's sellsellsell.online, sellsellsell.online. Or if you think it's simple enough, you can leave a voicemail. That's uh, 833-eBay-723. And uh, we will put that out if we get an answer on that one. Okay, uh, let's press on here. Uh, so we've got this new switcheroo on first-class mail. What's it mean? You've been, uh, Tara, Sherry's been tasked with trying to figure this out. Yes. <laughs> Lucky you. So, uh, so what's it all um, mean? Come on then. Okay, so first-class mail is now, uh, for packages, going to be USPS Ground Advantage. Mm -hmm. And on eBay, all of your USPS Parcel Select and first-class mail packages will be USPS Ground Advantage. The first day that you can change them into that new type of selling or uh, shipping is July 9th. So so that I can give you some hands-on experience. Well, first of all, I just want to back up and say eBay's overall guidance on how to, how to handle individual listings is kind of non-existence <laughs> as far as guidance some discussion uh, on their uh, chat boards about how difficult this is to fathom out right yes this is not easy to deal with in a, a bulk manner so what i did because i have rules for myself of and i'm not using shipping policies but how do i choose my shipping for items and so My you have general, you have just to recap you you have some listings therefore that are currently set as first class mail as the the first shipping option, right? And then I and, give a second option of USPS priority in sure. case they want to pay more to get it faster. But there's a few interesting things about this, and then I want to talk about how I changed them in bulk ah. because by looking at those chat boards on eBay, it looks like. The only ones they will change automatically are mm -hmm. ones that are have you have USPS Parcel Select as the only option. If you have a second option, eBay won't be changing it for you. They won't be automatically changing, as far as I understand, first class uh, for you. So... Not very and helpful. It, no, that's not helpful. <laughs> and you think they could could have probably thought about making that happen if they really wanted to. Yes, that would make a big diff a big not. deal. So, um, and then uh, I'm I'm confusing myself with all the stuff I want to say. Okay, so I went ahead and went to my active listings. I've got sixteen hundred and eighty one oh listings, and I. 
the rule that I use for myself is if an item is worth about $40 or less and weighs 13 ounces or less, mm -hmm. I, that's my rule because once it's over 13 ounces, it got expensive for the buyer. Mm -hmm. So why not just give mm -hmm. them priority? But uh, so what I did is, first of all, I tried to search my items by how I have the shipping. You can't do that. That's not a search option. I tried to search them even by eBay category, let's say clothing, but it's clothing, shoes, and accessories, and those mm -hmm. are going to have mm -hmm. handbags in there. And that's not helpful because those are going to be over 13 ounces. So what I ended up doing was putting them in order of most expensive to least expensive, and then got through the first few pages that were over $40 and just got to my items. But I'm going to tell you what the snag is. My so that was on the bulk edit screen. Was that what you were using? On the active items screen okay. so that I could bulk edit them. Gotcha. And then select all 200 at a time. So to select all and then bulk edit. And I want to tell you a couple interesting hmm. things that happened there. So I selected on the bulk edit screen to change domestic shipping option number one. And I changed it to the new USPS ground advantage. Mm -hmm. And then under it, it said, um, well, I always choose calculated shipping. And under it, it said in gray calculated shipping, an option to click on that, like, but why would you have to select how to charge them? It's calculated. But below there, I couldn't add a second shipping option like priority. Well, when I clicked on um, calculated shipping, like how to charge them, it showed me the option to click flat or calculated, even though it was already calculated. Mm. So I chose calculated. And then um, it gave you the option, just FYI, to add an added handling charge mm -hmm. right there. Okay. I didn't do that. And then, and I think they did that because now the rates they're quoting us might be the rate they give buyers like they did with Parcel Select. They weren't giving us a better deal than buyers with Parcel Select. So maybe that's why they're doing that. Well, after I did that, then it gave me the option on the other screen to add a second shipping option. So I wanted to share it with you in case uh, you were thinking, oh, I can't add a second shipping option. That's what you have to do to get that. Now, here's, I, I went through the 800 to 1,000 <laughs> listings. Wow. Do you think everything took or did a few get missed? Because sometimes you do these things and the, oh, you yeah. get a reject list or something and the stuff that it didn't know what to do and it just left them alone. I had 7 to 10 that were rejected out of every 200 that I did. Ah, okay. And that's because maybe I've sent offers out on those oh, so it yeah, won't okay. let me edit oh, those. Yeah. I'll have no idea how I'll ever find those again. Mm -hmm. So I don't, it'll, I don't know this as far as a management per, you know, perspective, those are in the wind and I'm not sure how I'll ever figure that out. Uh, the other thing is what exactly is going to happen in 30 days for the ones that people don't change because there's a parallel class. working grace period of 30 days yes when 
I think USPS will will certainly honour, if not print, print first class mail label. Probably they won't allow you to. Print, I don't know. There's this period, parallel working period, and at some point after that, you you you've got to be in the new system. And it doesn't sound like eBay is going to do anything automatically. So, as you say, what happens if if let's say it dropped? You either miss them or you picked them up and they dropped out of the process, and they're sitting there blissfully unaware that the the first class mail setting is going to become defunct at the end of July. I probably should have done a print screen of all the ones that didn't get fixed. So we'll, we'll put that question out because I, I'm sure that there's um, a clever way of doing that. I'm thinking maybe pulling a report of your current listings. It might be one of the fields in there's a lot of fields in that report that might tell you what's going on. I can't remember offhand. Uh, that might okay. give you, might give you a way of getting at item numbers that are are in trouble. Okay. Now I do want to say a problem that I can already foresee just from our conversation, Philip, a, mm -hmm. a little bit ago, is that uh, I didn't look through every one in the 200 every time that I did it. And some of those are going to exceed 12 by 12 by 12 inches. And those people are going to be quoted about $40 for shipping. <laughs> so I now have to go back mm -hmm. and look through about a thousand listings of mine and try to catch any of them that might exceed 12 by 12 by 12 inches and change that to UPS ground uh -huh. because of that surcharge that the post office has yes. for items that are more than 12 so by 12 by 12. So the question comes to mind, after having gone through all this stuff, do you think, would you recommend that someone considers using the shipping policies and biting that particular bullet to allow situations like this where where you do need to change things that are sort of category level or, or sort of policy level rather than have to go through things individually bulk editing stuff because that sounds like a lot of work okay so philip can when you create shipping policies can you make a rule that if you put in dimensions that are more than 12 by 12 by 12 then it goes this way. Can you? Will it um, solve that problem? No. If you, I think, if you have a shipping policy, let's say it says, well, let's say you used to say first class mail, and you try and assign that policy to an item that's over a pound in weight, it would say, no, 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 you can't do that. The policy doesn't match the item. Correct one or the other. So there's some rules that. You know, if you, if it was seventy two pounds, you wouldn't be able to send it parcel post because it's out. You know, there's there's some basic logic that says you cannot assign a policy that doesn't match the item's dimensions or weight, but it won't allow you. It won't stop you from doing stupid stuff that's expensive. Put it that way. Okay, and that's that's a shame because I have people who contact me sometimes and say, "Oh my gosh, why is shipping forty dollars?" And then I'll discover that it's because my lister chose. Priority mail is the shipping method, even though the dimensions were more than twelve mm -hmm. by twelve by twelve. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So I don't. I mean, when you have sixteen hundred listings, and now you think, oh, I'm going to make shipping policies. Right. Is don't you have to go through sixteen hundred listings to apply well, what policy? Well, you, you could want decide that you want to do that going forward. You'll live with the per mm. listing approach, but you're now going to because I. What I did was uh, Sunday comes around and uh, we've got this new setup. So I want 
I'm going to take away all the policies that refer to first-class mail. I'm going to fold those items into the what used to be the parcel select policy. And there's a couple of clicks you can do that. Now, you get a few errors and stuff, but basically that can be done. And it makes it e much easier to handle that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're there already, it makes these kind of things much easier. But like I say, yeah. you, you could just kind of start to head in that direction. I ended up with 10... 10 different policies that I think covers all the scenarios I can envisage for sending something out. And bear in mind, I'm self-fulfilling internationally. So a lot of that complexity is a result of international, no international, international priority, express, express only. There's some various permutations and stuff. If I didn't have international, I was using eBay, for example, where I don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You know, I might end up with fewer than six, six policies. Ah. Oh. Um, if you're prepared to make some general decisions and not have too many exceptions. So, I mean, basically you've got, you know, light and heavy, free outbound, paid outbound, probably have free returns on pretty much everything. I mean, there's not that's not many variations. Um, and yeah. you probably could go through a lot of the stuff that's got listing specific, listing specific shipping and, and pick out the ones that are obviously lightweight you know, clothing, shorts, shirts. You know, and bulk edit them and just to and, have and just policy. bulk bulk put them in the in the you know, and also now because the the ground advantage bucket covers everything from in my case zero to four pounds, so it's pretty easy to eyeball your listings and go, yeah, that's but that's lower than four pounds, so we'll put. Are that your in. items less than twelve by twelve by twelve? Um. Probably I mean, mostly, those items? yeah, mo mostly. That's the only like red flag I'm seeing. Yeah, but even you like could eyeball down the list and and pick out the one. You don't have to get make it perfect. You could still leave a bunch of listings that are set with listing based shipping options. But you could certainly pick out probably the majority of them as being whichever policy would apply just by eyeballing them on the mm -hmm. on the bulk on on the on the screen with two hundred results, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, the good news is is that this ground advantage comes with up to $100 insurance included like Priority did, uh, which is a bonus. And I've noticed that eBay is showing an estimate for ground advantage of one to five days and for Priority, one to four days. Priority for a time was one to two days. Yeah. Now it's one to four days. It's funny is because when I use priority mail on my web store going slightly off topic it's still the the U, the api that it calls with the ups is still reporting pretty much two days for priority mail hmm. regardless of location in the us so that's weird and i also i had someone actually bought something on parcel select and they were the other side of the country they're in washington state and i'm in florida got there in two working days so <laughs> i don't know it's 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 a little bit random yeah because uh, technically, I thought ground well, ground advantage is what it says. It's ground, so you have to get there via truck. So coast to coast is tough to get coast to coast in a in a in a several hop truck journey in less than four or five days. Oh yeah, that's another reason to put priority as a second choice because if they're in Alaska or Hawaii mm -hmm. or Puerto Rico, you want them to be able to get it. All right. So there we go. Um, so yeah, I, I did the policy thing. 
it's it's never clean as you think it's going to be, but in theory, it makes something like this a bit easier. I haven't got as many listings, so it's you know I can deal with the odds, the onesies, twosies that fall outside. But it, it that made life a bit easier. And like I say, I've got down to ten. I had more than ten. Ten uh, policies now, and first class is gone. Everything's folded into ground advantage, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right then. Um, yes, this is a bit shipping intensive. This uh, this particular one, but we'll <laughs> let, let's go with it. Now, here's something that you may have heard on the eBay podcast. So that's the eBay for Business podcast. They call it. It's the is the Griff thing. Took over from the radio show. I'm referring to episode 248. So that's a couple back in time, depending when you listen to us now. And spin through that to 37 minutes in if you want to hear this. Someone calls in with a question and says, I think I'm being charged a lot of money for my return labels. Is this correct? And I think they sneak out a change in policy or a policy announcement I've not heard directly from eBay apart from this one thing. And what they say on the podcast is that if you print the outbound shipping label on the eBay system, when they issue a return label for that same item, they will cap the cost of the return to no more than what you paid for the outbound shipping. I've not heard that before. I haven't either, but I've experienced it. Uh, Philip, I told mm-hmm. you about where somebody bought a bag from me that was 22 inches by maybe 14 inches by two inches. Mm-hmm. And I shipped it to them in a box like that. And when they opened the return and printed the label from me through eBay, I was terrified because I received a 22 mm-hmm. by 20 by 18 inch box it was terrifying because mm-hmm. i'm wondering how much is this going to cost and i was only charged 19.99 by ebay very good so i don't i don't recall that being discussed before and you and i have discussed here the merits of say getting a pirate ship account for doing return labels to make sure you're not paying a fortune for ebay's choice of priority mail for returns and it's a really heavy item you sent out via ups it sounds like if you use eBay labels, and that's not always the most convenient way of doing things, but it certainly works, um, then you're oh, covered. Oh, it's convenient for me because you don't do anything. that You just right. let it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't spit out a thermal label just with one click. You have to download it and then put it, you know. Oh, it, okay, it, but it, it goes it, to the, the buyer. Yeah, the, and you can't really the customize the message that you send to the buyer. It doesn't really integrate with other, you know, there's a lot of things that... that can be done a lot more slickly than a web-based, oh, okay. you know, onesie twosie kind of thing. But it, it works okay in terms of the the buyer experience. It's just not very customizable yes. and it's a bit clunky as a seller, but it's okay. But it's certainly worth. It does have that, that. That does make it more interesting to use that flow if you think there's a return potential, or it's super super heavy, and the return cost would be very difficult to manage, or you think the pirate ship cost of return label will be pretty pricey and you've got a great rate from from eBay or something. So I don't know. I I haven't heard that one before. They didn't present it as a new thing. They just kind of presented it as the way it's done. To me, I think that's a change, or at least a, a, a change in terms of what they publicly stated. So yeah. I don't know. If, have you heard that one before? Or is it, am I the only person that doesn't know what's going on? Because I pride myself on having some knowledge of what's going on with eBay. Um, and that's a new one on me. So how about you? 
Did you uh, did you find out about that through the eBay podcast, or you knew that already? You can uh, you can get in touch. It's eight three three. Ebay 723. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text. That's uh, 833 Ebay 723. Well, the listing flow, speaking of shipping, yeah. has, seems to be limiting shipping choices, but erratically and not consistently. It just today, I was listing a piece of clothing and I wanted to choose priority flat rate envelope because right. it would fit in one and that's mm -hmm. the cheapest way uh, to do it priority and it w no priority envelope choices were available which was really frustrating I just had to choose priority which will cost the buyer a couple dollars more yeah and then when I created another listing it was available hmm riddle me that are they are they testing a different flow? Because you 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 said you were doing this, and I thought she's off her rocker here. She doesn't know what she's doing. And I I took that listing you created. I did sell similar, and I got the same issue. Oh, good! I'm so glad. Um, when and it looked like we were being rooted back to like the C to C listing flow, where everything's dumbed down. There's no choices. eBay knows best. So Just don't weird. fight the system. And I don't think that browser is that's that's a browser I use for my stuff, so it shouldn't be. You know, you should know that I know what I'm doing. I've, I never use the simple listing flow, ever. No. Uh, uh, so I don't know. It, it, it shouldn't be forcing us down the simple flow. And it comes up, it was a bra, right? It was like eight-ounce item or something. So oh, it really, yeah, it, really it, should have, it should have basically said, this is a first-class mail item. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, ground advantage, less than one pound or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that would be, the, to, to my mind, the AI choice of, of method for that, probably the most likely to create a sale. Right. Um, and it was forcing to priority mail by weight with three FedEx Express options. I don't know how many people buy a bar, bra and want it overnight on FedEx. You've probably got one in the cupboard you could wear for a day or two yeah. till the other one arrives. I, I don't know. A $25 know. bra, mind you. And it was, it, was, it was occupying three of the four shipping slots with three Express FedEx options. And it's kind of filling the fourth one with priority mail by weight. Was that what you were getting? Yes, and, uh, it also had priority large box flat rate box oh, okay. and pri priority medium flat rate. Do you think it's just going a little berserk because they're trying to change it for this new ground advantage? Well, the, the strange thing was, first thing I did was then I got rid of some of the FedEx options that opened up some spots. Oh, a and then and then I could pick out some USPS options, including the flat rate envelope. And uh, what it didn't do, and this was after the ninth. So it should have offered me, I thought, ground advantage, you know, eight ounces. Yeah. But it was offering me first-class mail. So at I the know. time I was trying that, they obviously haven't followed their own advice, <laughs> which is to update the systems on, you know, on, on, on or after the ninth with the new system and the new, new ground advantage. So, you know, I, I just – maybe that's why – I don't know. Who knows? Um, it, just, it just seemed messed up, to be honest. Mysteries abound. Again, if you've had experiences or you know what's going on, that's more importantly, uh, you're very welcome to get in touch. And in fact, you can you can find out about us. You can get in touch. Anything you need to do, uh, just check us out at uh, sell 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 dot online. That's the uh, the website. Sell sell sell. Hey, online. can I go off a topic just for a quick little super mystery quick. thing? We're trying to okay, keep these a bit shorter. <laughs> super quick is that I have Brioni suit jackets, men's that 
I'm lowering the price for a specific person who's going to buy all three. And on one of them, when I went to revise it, eBay's said, oh, the medium selling, median selling price for this is $93. Okay. And I'm like, well, I'm coming down to $165 for this guy. So I did that. The next one, which is identical but different mm -hmm. color, it says the median selling price for this is $43. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that out there to say that's why those aren't helpful. Mm -hmm. That's all. Okay, very good. Well, noted. Okay, All right. Let's move on to things that you might want to get up to in the next few days. Uh, very quickly here, if you're in the Orlando area, hello to you, and hope you can join us on uh, Tuesday night. That's the 11th of July. We're having one of our little regular get-togethers. So hopefully talk about uh, some of the shipping stuff if that interests you, or indeed something more interesting. Why not? Uh, that's at Firebirds Winter Park, 5.30 onwards. Uh, that's again Tuesday night in Orlando. If you're not in Orlando, but you're in Salt Lake City, on July 12th, you can go to eBay's get-together. There's going to be swag. It's at 5 p.m. There's going to be food and drinks at eBay's offices there in Salt Lake City. Very good. I'd like to go, but it's a bit of a commute, so won't be seeing you there. Yeah. And uh, just a reminder, end of the month coming up, that'll be your chance to sign up for eBay Open. Look out for lots of details as we get towards the end of the month on that. And that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. Philip here saying thanks so much for your company. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs>